We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. It feels like Miami. Miami, Miami. Miami, Miami. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heapy Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Carlo Navas. And with me today is now producer and co-founder Brian Gwens. He is at the Heat Magic preseason game. He is covering, doing some hard-hitting journalism and reporting as the Heat beat the Magic and continue the preseason 4-0 uh, with a great performance from Justice Winslow and a chippy one from Tyler Hero almost getting ejected. Uh, with me today is our statistician and pun master, Nikaias Duncan. Hello. And we have our guest today, because uh, we're going to be talking some uh, some of my favorite topic. We have Lior Kozai. How are you, sir? I'm good. How's it going, guys? I'm doing great. Lior, where can people find you? You've been on once before during the Raptors finals run, and I want people to find you and your good content. Um, I'm still writing for Raptors Rapture at Fansided. Um, I have a piece coming out Monday, actually, so look out for that. And um, I'm also doing a little video work now, so I just made um you can find out my timeline at leor underscore kz or kz for you americans um i just made a little video about the nba playoffs so you can check that out you will we will absolutely link that in the description to the show and also remember guys we're on blue wire so check out all our blue wire podcasts all our blue wire stuff this is gonna be a great nba season and there's lots of cool stuff going on in the network um our producer co-founder as i said before brian goins is at uh, heat magic and he's going to be publishing a really cool piece it's going to drop this weekend uh, so check that out on five reasonsports.com as we're still freelancing for the overlord ethan skolnick all right guys so basically what we're doing this show about is because uh kyle lowry is available and i want to talk 
talk about it. And also, uh, Bradley Beal stuff happened this morning. And knowing Heat fans, uh, we are addicted to transaction. And uh, Bradley Beal is uh, probably the whale, uh, the the pie in the sky that Heat fans have been looking at ever since they got, probably even before they got Jimmy Butler. So, um, Beal signs uh, an, a little a short extension. Uh, he has an option, and he's probably going to be a free agent. Uh, in the Giannis year so he can be eligible for that Supermax with the 10-year experience uh, without having to make an All-NBA team or uh, win an MVP. (laughs) Which, honestly, I think that's funny that those are the two required. Like, you have to get one or the other. Like, who wins MVP but doesn't make an All-NBA team? How often does that happen? Uh, Not very often at all, I wouldn't guess. I think Tyson Chandler won Defensive Player of the Year while not being first team All Defense. Uh, that was kind. Of, that's kind of funny. But like MVP, I feel like you got to make at least third team. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Um, so that kind of so Beal cannot be traded um, this season. Well, not this season, but at least for six months, uh, which kind of probably takes him off the table for Miami. Uh, and and if Miami is going to acquire him, it would probably have to be in, in free agency. Um, when he will we presume to opt out to get that super max so i think with that nikaias that kind of shuts the door for a bit and we can kind of like move on at least for the first half of the season well it's absolutely not going to stop heat twitter let's go ahead and get that out of the way. <laughs> they're still going to spam they're going to be eyeing 2023 when he can opt out um, I imagine they're still going to be posted up under his IG, under his Twitter and all that good stuff. But, uh, yeah, you mentioned the six-months thing. I think that's going to take us past the trade deadline, so nothing can happen until the summer at the earliest. And um, first and foremost, good for Bradley Bill. Get your money, um, especially in light of the whole China thing. Um, there's no telling how much of that is actually going to be out there. So cash in now before the cap takes a dip. Um, kind of surprised. He, he must really love Thomas Bryant. But <laughs> my boy Rui, he's he's out here uh, uh, putting Rui under his wing. That's what he's here for. What a, what a good teammate. That's at one least, to describe it. Yes. At least he gets to watch the Mystics. I mean, good quality basketball. <laughs> Finally, that's the only good basketball in Washington right now. That guy, he's he's lights out. He's insane, and the fact that, I mean. It's obviously smart for him to secure his money and his supermax, considering we don't know what the cap's going to be like and the ramifications of the Daramori China uh, saga. So it makes sense everything that he did in the 15% trade bonus and the player option so he can decline and get a shot at the 35% max. So there's a lot of benefit for him. It honestly makes sense. Like when the news dropped this morning, I, I woke up to it, I, I was a little confused. Um, what time did Woj? Yeah, Woj put this like at seven thirty in the morning, which was like it's too early for breaking news. Okay, I haven't even had my coffee. <laughs> it's, it's too early to have hope sucked out of me. Yeah, how dare him? Come on, like that's not like Bradley Beal's age is not being considered. At least wait till ten o'clock. Like there should be a rule. Like you can't have transactions before ten a.m. There like, you don't, go. Don't do this to us. Um, so Beal will be in Washington at least for this season, and then we'll kind of. Uh, We'll kind of see where that goes from there. I, I, I'm curious on how Beal will affect the trade market, particularly for Kyle Lowry, which Zach Lowe kind of talked about a little bit on his podcast. And every time Zach Lowe mentions a fake trade, it riles up Twitter. 
Uh, and this one in particular I found interesting uh, for obvious reasons. If you follow me on Twitter at Genavis103 or just this podcast in general, uh, you know my fascination and infatuation with Kyle Lowry. And Lacklow really likes the idea of Lowry in Miami if Masai is going to sell. So Kyle signs that extension. Uh, he gets that extra year, and that kind of lines up with the, the free agent year that everybody wants cap space. So it makes a little sense for Miami to try to acquire him, have that cap space roll over, and then have a bunch of money come off the books when Giannis and other guys are, are free agents. Uh, so it makes sense from that perspective, as well as, I mean, he's a damn good player, a plus defender, a leader. He's going to really help the offense, stabilize it. He'll be really good with Jimmy Butler. Uh, he'd instantly be the second best player on the team. You get an all-star guard. You probably have two all-stars in that. I think would probably secure you at least a home seat in the playoffs by having him uh, on the team. I guess where I have trepidation, and this might be kind of shocking to people, is I don't really know if that's worth pursuing. So, Nikias, I know that you had, um, I know that you had a tweet that you said if it's more than Goron and DJJ, they just shouldn't do it. Uh, they being the Heat. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with it. Because as good as Miami is projected to be and as good as I think they can be, I don't think they're quite in the um, in the Philly-Milwaukee tier, no. even with the move of Kyle Lowry. No. And I feel like for the Raptors, to, for it to even, to even be entertained for their spot, they're going to want Justice Winslow or Tyler Hero or Bam. Bam's off the table. Hero's off the table. Justice probably should be off the table, but I think he's probably – out of the like big three young pieces, he's probably the most movable one. Um, partially because um, the contract he already has, it's a middle tier salary. And those are kind of the ones you need to kind of make those big money moves work. Um, I think that conversation starts with like Gorn and Justice, and then maybe another piece could, uh, depending on what the money looks like there, since Miami's hard cap. And I think if you're Miami, if Kyle Lowry doesn't put you at least in the tier with Philly and Milwaukee, and hopefully above both of them then you just don't sacrifice Justice because the age difference is too great. Like, Lowry is a clear upgrade, but I don't think you can really afford to sacrifice Justice in a deal like that if Kyle isn't going to help you become, like, the best team in the East. And Kyle is probably the second-best point guard in the conference after Kyrie, right, pretty comfortably? Uh, I probably have to think about it. but Probably yeah, Ben Simmons, right. I mean, I guess, but, you know, it, it, he's up there. Yeah, and, yeah at and, bare minimum, he's top three. Yeah, I mean, because Wall's out. So, um, and and I know Lior, you're not really a fan of them doing like you don't, you're not really a fan of this from Toronto's side either. Yeah, I mean, like Nikai said, I'm guessing they would probably demand like either one of those guys you mentioned, like Bam, Harrow, or Winslow, and obviously those guys, at least the first two, are definitely off the table for Miami. So I just don't see Toronto kind of taking like whatever bare minimum offer. I feel like a lot of um, what Masai Jiri said when they announced the extension and kind of, obviously, I wouldn't say Lowry is like, I wouldn't dare say on this podcast that Lowry is like the, what weight is for the Heat, but Lowry's probably closer to Toronto's weight than Udonis Aslam. I mean, like, he's, he's basically the... Um, I mean, he's probably the franchise's most important player ever and um, and clearly the best player in this era. 
besides the one year of Kawhi Leonard. So, I mean, they obviously would probably ideally want to keep him for the rest of his career. And if not, um, they'd have to get like a pretty clear win in a trade if they're going to do it. So I can't see them just giving him up for kind of salary filler or whatever it is. I also kind of like don't really see it like in terms of vision for Miami, right? So if you have Goron and Justice who, so in this trade, you would basically give up your two point guards uh, for Kyle. Uh, that really leaves you a hole in the back of point guard spot. You'd probably, last year, it was kind of nauseating for so long that they were doing backup point guard by committee. Um, it was Dion and JJ sometimes and Dwayne. And it was just like, it, it was, I don't want to do that again. Um, so, and they're hard capped. So it's not like they can like start adding guys or whatever. Just like, oh, okay, we're going to get X buyout guy or X, you know, no, they, they can't, right? They're stuck. They're really stuck. So for them, I think it's a nice piece in theory because Kyle kind of does a lot of heat culture things outside of, you know, like probably the fitness stuff, which I think is a little overblown. <laughs> it's a little overblown. Kyle's not that fat. Summer of 2016, he was <laughs> he was a little better than it is now. But, uh, I mean, I, I do like the fit of Lowry in Miami. Like, obviously, um, from Toronto's perspective, I wouldn't like to, I wouldn't like to see it, but... I think it it would make Miami pretty clearly the third best team in the East. Um, I think Kyle would fit well with Jimmy Butler. He's a great off-ball player just in terms of he's an elite catch-and-shoot three-point guy, or at least borderline elite. Um, he's great at moving off the ball. Like I can't tell you how many times you just get that DeRozan kind of side pick-and-roll on the left wing, and, La and when DeRozan drives middle, Lowry would um, – kind of float off to the right wing and just he, he just knows how to get to the right spot um he sneaks in for some offensive rebounds like he would fit next to jimmy he doesn't need the ball in his hands and like he said like he fits with that culture the defense kind of the hustle and um and just kind of that toughness that the heat is kind of their staple but yeah like you said i mean it does leave the whole backup point guard and i mean it depends on the price for them and is it really worth it if you're not getting into that tier of the top two if you're still a little behind philly and milwaukee then is it worth whatever the price of that trade would be it's kind of funny because they're nikai's what were you gonna say oh i was gonna say i guess the only counter to that would be kendrick nunn has looked pretty good and i think he could probably soak up 15 18 minutes in the regular season and then the argument becomes once you hit the playoffs and the rotation come cuts down to like seven or eight you're gonna have one or jimmy or kyle on the floor at all times ideally so I don't think that would hurt too bad, but still, you I don't really see the argument for them being better than Philly or Milwaukee at that point. I mean, and you can also look at it as a two-year plan because it, 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 the deal would last another year. So it'd be like, well, once they get out of the because once they get out of the hard cap, like what can they what can they do, right? So and then you have two pieces in place and Kyle and Jimmy, and you're like, well, what can we add to really make a run? And God knows what happens in the East, you know, God knows what happens anywhere, right? Guys can get traded, but then the next year Durant comes back, and then whatever that's gonna look like. So there's a lot of question marks, and I just don't think it's it's a surefire enough hit that it'll work like i think miami's probably um a lot of people really have them in that third tier uh some people have them in the second tier but kyle probably puts them in that second tier comfortably but not enough to get them even to get the bottom of the first tier like they're they gonna they would need another piece i think beal would kind of put them there i don't know if you agree with that nikaias 
Uh, if they if they did that same deal except for Beal, I do think that that probably puts them in that tier. Yeah, if Goran Justice and something else gets you Beal, I think that puts them in there because now you have two, if not elite, two borderline elite shot creators with a great head coach and a strong defense behind them. And I think that's just a formula that you can beat anyone in a seven-game series, at least in the East. The, the price has got to be higher for Beal, though, don't you think? Uh, oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pick swaps and stuff. Yeah, I mean <laughs> oh, that that would be that would be the scale. I, I think something that Lowe has said often, and something that I agree with, is Miami has this unique ability to scrape together a lot of money in salary and good players, right? In rotation NBA players that expire in a year that you want them to expire, uh, the, the 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 Giannis year. So they have that to their advantage. They don't have a ton of picks like the Lakers had. Uh, and they mm-hmm. don't own other people's picks to send those, but they they can send. I think a twenty twenty five pick. I think is their soonest <laughs> pick that they can move, um, which is not horrible. Like it's not great, but whatever you know. Uh, they they but and they have young pieces, right? So if push comes to shove, they can move, you know, a a, a promising young player and 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 quality NBA rotation players that are expiring to create cap space at a time that people need it. And there's always pick swaps, which yeah. have been popular lately. <laughs> the popularized pick swap talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves by saying things like i lost my mojo or we avoid it altogether with excuses like had a long day at work or sorry honey kyle lowry just didn't have a good game today i'm not really feeling it but with roman it is easy to talk about with a real doctor who can prescribe you real medication it's simple safe and totally discreet With Roman, you get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, often the comfort and privacy of your own home. The doctor will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and most importantly, discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to roman.com slash bluewire and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be a tough thing to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a real doctor to take care of it. Just get to roman.com slash bluewire to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's getroman.com slash bluewire for a free visit to get started. Getroman.com slash bluewire. I was going to say, I think with Bill off the board now, I think kind of in that Lowry mode, you want to look for older players with big money. I think that's kind of the market Miami's going to scour now. Um, so if not Lowry, they're probably going to check in on Blake if the Pistons start slow. Mm. I think that becomes the premier target at that point. Mm. How about, uh, how do you feel about Buddy Heald? I just don't see it. Like, Buddy Heald is good. There's an obvious fit there. But, um, like the, I said, this the during summer league, someone asked me about this on Twitter. Like, do you think the Heat should go after Bradley, go after Buddy Hill if Bradley Beal is off the board? Which you know, is pretty timely now. <laughs> yeah. And even then, I was like, <laughs> at that point, you probably you probably just need to see what you have in Tyler Hero. And of course, that's before he just took over summer league and he's now taking over preseason. But yeah, I think at that point you have at least they're in the same mold of a player at least. So I think you just kind of roll with the cheaper option there, let them develop instead of flipping that for Buddy since he isn't you know he isn't a Clay Thompson type too yeah and I mean Buddy is Beal's age so you're not really getting like that's crazy <laughs> man <laughs> like think... that's the thing that's the thing you miss because he's coming off his rookie deal but like now he's Beal's age already and then you're already getting that 26 year old and committing like Nikai said like 
probably four years, 102 million. So you're committing all that money. Like, how do you improve the rest of your roster if he's not at that deal level, which I don't think he is right now. Like, Toronto has so many attractive pieces to move, and I've kind of looked in Miami's sense, like what can they, what can they, what can they move, what can they try to get, and I just, I honestly don't really see any deals between the two teams that make any kind of sense for both. And even sending Justice to Toronto, they have Stanley Johnson and they have OG Ananobi, and I know Justice is a different kind of player, but I think the three of them have similar limitations, and I think uh, having three of those guys, what. Oh, I'm going to take Stanley out of that. No, I mean, Stanley's, listen, Stanley's uh, Stanley. limited to the nth power. Uh, Stanley has a lot of limitations. There's a lot of limitations. And Toronto really needs to fill see, some wing minutes. Uh, did you see what the nurse said about him yesterday? No, I didn't. What did he say? Um, so I think it was Josh Lewenberg of TS that asked um, Nurse, or one of the reporters asked Nurse about um about how the new additions are fitting in, particularly on defense. Um, oh, I saw this. RHJ, right? Um, Alice Jefferson, and there's basically was like, nope, like they're not, <laughs> they're not at that level. Like these guys, these guys need to focus, or basically they're not going to be in the rotation. And I think he kind of lumped Hollis Jefferson in, and I think it was mostly directed at Stanley Johnson because he has not looked good. Through I mean, like for a coach to just come out and say that, I was like, damn. <laughs> Big Nick, de- big Nick energy. Big Nick energy. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's like when they just told, like said about Seiku. It's like, nah, man, like he ain't playing like minutes this year. I was like, damn, like that. Like, y'all are just saying that. Yeah, um, I can, I can see the appeal for Toronto going after Justice. Um, if the Heat actually had him on the table, I'm just not sure. Um, I'm not sure they'd want to part with Lowry. I don't know. I don't know what their mentality is because, like, on the one hand, you're seeing, like, we've seen Masai Jerry kind of operate in, like, a cold-blooded, like, strictly business kind of way, obviously, with DeRozan. And we've also, but we've also seen him just give this extension out and kind of talk about, like, like you just want a title. Is it different? Like, like you don't want to see him on a different team kind of the way you guys saw with Wade's um little expedition in chicago and cleveland so wait it was I just guess... it was just chicago he didn't go anywhere else <laughs> it was chicago that took some time off and then it, oh right it was photoshopped my bad, my bad. yeah i mean I the, internet, just, the internet's crazy <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so i i think i mean I, it's hard to get a read on what they're doing but yeah like like you said like the other guys on the roster like Ipaka and gasol are also expiring but I don't know if those guys can kind of play with Bam, and it's um, it's kind of a lot of money to match, and I don't really see the appeal sort of from either side for that one. I think Miami's big rotation is pretty set. Like, I, I don't think they need another power forward or center. I think that they're pretty comfortably entrenched with what they have, and they have good players. I mean, maybe not anybody elite. Maybe Bam, you hope, can kind of take that next step, but I think that they're very comfortable with what they have. Their biggest need is 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 probably a traditional three, right, Nikias? Like another scorer on the wing or a shooter from the wing. Like I think that's kind of what they're looking at. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's probably it. I'm just kind of I'm very conflicted on it because on one hand I want Miami to develop a three, and the Derrick Jones Jr. seems to be the guy that they want to develop, and there are tools there. But also I'm very much still on the, the sale high on Derrick Jones Jr. train right now. I kind of agree with you, but I don't know what they'd be able to 
get for him because like what they what they need is what they hope for him to be yeah and I don't, so it's like what what like they don't need another four and they don't need another guard so it's like what really is out there yeah, like yeah, and, and Toronto doesn't have a wing available that they would be willing to part. Well, that Miami would want. Would you trade him for a? Would you trade him for a first? Derrick Jones Jr. Yeah, absolutely. I would do that, even though that probably like hurts them in the short term. I think that having the extra first is like huge. Yeah, just to just that. to trade, <laughs> like just to move it for something else. Yeah. One thing I was kind of thinking about while y'all were talking about the bigs, uh. I don't think Toronto does it, but maybe you trade one of Kelly or Myers I was Kelly JJ and see if you can get a surge. I was thinking, I was thinking Gasol more than surge. I think, but, but either well, I mean, one. Either, yeah, I would take Gasol over surge if I had but then, my choice. But I would think. So you're gonna have Myers, Bam, and and surge, and I guess Myers just doesn't play a lot. Which I'm, I'm okay uh, with. I'm not the biggest fan. Yeah, I mean, fan. he would just kind of be the backup four in that case. He's kind of rolling around. Does, does Olenek expire 2021? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I think I, I think the Raptors don't really, like, I think the Lowry extension was kind of an indication that they don't really care about the cap space this coming summer, 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they extend Pascal, which... Um, Chris Haynes reported is probably likely then they kind of kill the rest of their cap space and I mean that makes sense like I don't think there's a really impact free agent this summer and uh, I think this is kind of a transition year where they're just looking to hoard that cap space for the 2021 summer as you guys mentioned. All right, guys, I'm going to give you a quick break from my horrible takes to introduce you to ShipStation. When you're selling online, getting your orders out can be a real pain. That's why you need ShipStation.com. It's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. No matter where you're selling, Amazon, Etsy, or your own website, ShipStation brings you all your orders into one simple interface. ShipStation also helps you get out orders quickly, save money on shipping costs, and keep your customers happy. And right now, Blue Wire listeners can try ShipStation for free for 60 days when you use promo code BLUE. There's absolutely no risk. You start your free trial without even entering your credit card info. That's always a big thing for me. Uh, ShipStation works with all the major carriers, including UPS, FedEx, UPS, and even Amazon Fulfillment. So you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice for online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. Just visit ShipStation.com. Click the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in blue. That's ShipStation.com. Then enter promo code BLUE. ShipStation.com. Make ship happen. I also think... I, I wonder how valuable the Goron ticket is to punch. So that's kind of been the thing that they that's probably one of the more valuable things they have right now because it's one of the only things that can get you to salary quickly in terms of matching and he's an expiring deal uh and at the end of the day any team i think would want cap space even if it's for tax reasons or whatever uh and since they're hard capped they they can't just send two or three contracts for one because then they're just going to be down bodies so I don't. I also don't even know if punching the Goron ticket for Kyle Lowry is worth it, when maybe something better comes along, uh, and if not, you just let it expire and you just get cap space, and then you can do you can sign a one year or something or take a flyer on a guy. And so I'm. I'm. It's kind of a. And I know that it's probably weird coming from me, 
being how big <laughs> something Kyle better is. than Kyle Lowry. Like I love Kyle's my favorite <laughs> basketball player right now. Like after Dwayne Wade, Kyle Lowry is my favorite basketball player. And if he and if they trade Winslow, and I love Justice Winslow, and if you follow us, you know how in the tank we are. And today he played awesome, had ten assists. Uh, Nikai, you didn't get to watch the game yet, right? You, you... Yeah, I've been trying to pull it up, but like. The league pass is doing league pass. Oh, dude, out. he was leave. incredible today. There was a sequence, <laughs> three straight possessions down the floor. He was just zipping dart passes between defenders, got Jimmy in transition with a beautiful bounce pass right at the rim. Like, dude, he was he was on today. Uh, I, I think he finished plus 16, two turnovers, 11 assists, seven points. Like, just exactly what you want out of him. Oh, he yeah. needed it because um, I read a – DJJ over Justice Tate yesterday, and uh, I feel like <laughs> he he needed to have this game just for the sake of my mentions. He did, he did. <laughs> so I'm very excited to watch what he actually did. He's a guy that I pull for a lot. Like I have, I don't remember. I think mean, I love Josh a lot, but Josh kind of ha- just had his lumps early on in the beginning. Went to Sioux Falls and kind of came back and was really comfortable in his role. Justice has kind of been like flung around. He's probably played every damn position for this team yeah literally one through one through through five started in toronto game seven um like he he's not been even this season i mean he's starting this season in a different role than he did last season uh and i and i think we think it's the right one for him but again it, it it sucks for him it's probably one of the downfalls of being so versatile. They just kind of like throw you anywhere and you just kind of have to figure out and have no rhythm. Uh, and it's a little strange because this team really hasn't had any roster turnover in like four years. So the fact that they've had them play all these different roles when the personnel hasn't changed also must be incredibly frustrating. Um, and yeah, man, I'm really just rooting for him. So like if they were to move him for Kyle, I'd be incredibly sad and, I talk myself into it because I love Kyle. <laughs> um, it is funny to watch he Twitter talk themselves into Kyle, and I'm just like, ah, oh, where were y'all last year? I mean, he, I did. I just don't get that. Like, where was this like vitriol from Heat fans towards Kyle? Like, like, did you watch like your own playoff series three years ago? Like, I was... dead ass think that <laughs> I. This is my fault. Nikaias, I don't know if you think I have that much influence or not, but I think I just annoyed <laughs> oh, the it, fan base so much that it's partly my fault. It's absolutely your fault. It's funny <laughs> because the way you are with Kyle Lowry is how people perceive me to be with Chris Middleton. And it could not be further than the truth. I like, contaminated Eat fans. Like you yes. Like, I just didn't get that. Like, I'm seeing all these things like Goron's better than him, or like, this is oh, not even an upgrade. And like, like, such bull bleep. like, it's not even that he like underperformed against them or anything. Like, he had the best game of his career against them <laughs> in a game seven. And, and in like, at the time, like, the most important game in Raptors history. And then he pretty much, he likes sticking it to Goron a little bit because they still had that old thing. In Houston, or like they were fighting over the starting job, so he kind of brings it against Miami. Like it was just such a like bizarre kind of <laughs> random fan base to uh, to bring the Lowry slander, but I don't know. <laughs> it's my fault. It's totally brought, my fault. It was I a had... very frustrating experience because at the, at the beginning I'm just like, okay, have y'all just not watched Kyle Lowry? And then it settled in. I was like, have y'all just not watched Gorn last year? And I'm like he's fine, but. <laughs> Like, surely you've seen him get burned defensively and him just not take any B-plus level pass 
ever. Goran doesn't <laughs> even try, man. Goran's just like he's so risk averse. Like in the past games, he's like he sees like kind of like one or two defenders. He's like, eh, never mind. You know, I'll just I'll just try to go to the rib. Like he'll elbow a center in the chest for a layup, but he just won't throw a pocket pass. And I just don't get <laughs> where it's so true. Mean streets of Slovenia, man. Goran's tough, but he's scared. Of, he's he's scared of he's scared of a pocket pass. Not scared of anybody, but scared of a pocket pass. Oh my god. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know why he fans are, are doing this to Kyle. It's probably my fault. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, it, it feels good to have this kind of influence. So I got I got a lot. Feel powerful that I contaminated a fan base. Also sad. And Kyle's liking tweets about people like calling him fat or not appreciated. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know. I think um I think if he actually got traded there, like everyone would talk themselves into us. Fans would love him. Who, who the fuck is everybody kidding? Like he would come remember, and he'd take a couple charges, and everybody would be like, ah, he called her. I remember I remember when the Raptors traded for Rudy Gay. Uh, that was what like six years ago, and then like suddenly like like we're all talking about like this guy this guy can hit game winners this guy they finally have the guy at small forward and then the moment they traded him it was like rudy gay so selfish <laughs> like bringing the team down like look at how much fun we would have without and i mean like <laughs> like they're not wrong but like you can't just change the narrative like that but fans are always going to do that it's more um it's more when the commentators themselves are kind of doing it in game when uh it's a little out of hand. I mean, he fans were trying to talk themselves into Troy Murphy, like the way back <laughs> when, like, like that Troy Murphy was going to swing the balance of the East and Mike Bibby, and we gave Mike Bibby a standing ovation. Never forget that. Oh, man, that- I love Troy Murphy, man. I was, <laughs> I was probably driving that train. Leor, <laughs> 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 did you did you know that? Six eleven guy. He's just. I didn't even. I didn't even know Troy Murphy played somewhere other than Indiana. <laughs> he, he went to Boston. There was an arms race between the Heat and the Celtics, the first big three year, and uh, in the buyout market, this was like intense. It was like, is Troy Murphy going to the Celtics or the Heat? And it was like <laughs> the Heat and the Celtics were fighting for Troy Murphy, and he probably played like five playoff minutes. Did they ever? Did they ever talk about bringing Shaq back in the year the Celtics brought him in, 2011? If the like, Heat did. Yeah, why not? No, like, burned, that was a uh, that ended really badly. Shaq, uh, Shaq yeah, burned the bridge. Yeah, he spread his calf walking down the floor. But yeah, that that, that didn't I, end well. Uh, yeah, they got oh in Miami. Yeah, Miami. right, right. Him and Riley had a little clash. Now they're they're good now. They retired his jersey. They're all but at the time, it's still still dicey. Um, <laughs> Mike Bibby though was a big acquisition. Uh, that was a big. Uh, buyout acquisition and uh his first game in miami uh at the height of big three at the height of lebron chris bosh Dwayne wade when the fan base has never felt more alive when every regular season game mattered when lior i know that people think miami is a horrible sports town you don't understand everybody (laughs) cared about that team in a way that i find weird to this day old (laughs) ladies cared about that team and in the height of all of that mike bibby got a standing ovation because that's how we were what a time so he felt to talk to himself to anybody. The game. Miami Heat legend Mike Bibby. <laughs>